Hello and welcome to the Tech Marketing Podcast. It's just me today. Got you all to myself. And we're going to be having a conversation about what does your brand sound like? In my episodes of the past, I've really been hammering home points about audio and sonic branding and the like. I've been giving so many stats, but the challenge has been the fact I can only talk about the results of sonic branding as opposed to sonic branding itself and the effects it has because it's such a uh, it's such a difficult sound is such a difficult thing to describe. To describe why music makes you feel the way it makes you feel is there's no easy task. And nonetheless, I'll be embarking on it today and I'm very much looking forward to it. The first jingle was launched somewhere around 1926. And when we think audio branding, I think jingle is the first thing we think, you know, washing machines live longer with Calgon, that type of stuff. But we're not selling washing machine tablets, we sell technology. And within technology, there is such an opportunity for a much deeper level of sonic branding. To understand sonic branding on this level is quite a Pavlovian thing. Most of you will know about Pavlov's dog. Those that you don't, you have Google, but still I'm gonna go over it anyway. There was a man called Pavlov, he had a dog. Apparently Pavlov didn't have much of a life because uh, every time he fed his dog, he also, whilst his dog was eaten, would, would ring a bell. He did that all the time. And eventually, he could ring the bell and the dog would start to salivate even without the presence of food. That's an interesting little psychological tidbit, but how does that work for our brand? We apply that through what I'm going to coin the term sonic touch points, okay? These little noises within your device that yourself as a user, you don't think much about, but great planning goes into. For example, many credit card companies are starting to use this now. I am on Monzo as a bank. Every time I purchase something with Monzo in contactless payments, I usually have my headphones in. I purchase something the app, the Monzo app on my phone, overrides the audio going into my headphones and it plays a little jingle of cash. It has two purposes. The first is security purposes. I know when my money's being spent. I know, oh, I just spent something. I hear that. That was me. Everything's fine. If I hear that noise and I'm not currently spending money, I know to be concerned. I know to freeze my card. Now, the second point is the one we're interested in, though. Every time I make a purchase, I get a little hit of dopamine because that is what retail therapy is. And then Monzo jumps in at that moment and gives me a little jingle, courtesy of Monzo. Monzo has injected their brand into the moment of purchase at every purchase. Right, now let's look at Apple's sending noise. You got this noise. Every time I send a message, I hear that noise. I enjoy conversations with, when I text people. And then again, Apple is getting that noise in there every single time. Now, if I was to type on another product, that noise would no longer be there. And the messaging process, because I don't have that ingrained noise, it's, a, it's an alien noise that doesn't have an emotion associated with it, it will feel slightly different and slightly less comfortable to me to message on other people's products. I perhaps won't recognize why that is, and it may be a, a number of reasons why that is, of course. But sonic branding does play a role in these things. But not any noise will so the question now becomes, how do we create noises that represent our brand and our ethos? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to deconstruct some of the better known moments and the best moments of sonic branding. We're going to start with this. That moment is one of my favorite moments in cinema. It's a communal moment. It's a moment where everyone gets excited. We've all paid to see something, and this is the moment when it comes. 
But let's put our marketing hat on for a second. How powerful is that moment for Fox as a brand? It's so powerful, it's basically all they need. But why is that? And how is that? What do I learn about Fox during that moment? At the risk of being patronizing, I think I'd like to go through it really, really slowly. (laughs) Okay, so we begin. First, we are hit with a drum roll, which is a sonic branding nerd I admire in a big way, okay? Because a drum roll is not a humble opener, nor does it attempt to be. They know we're waiting to see a film, but what we subconsciously register here is that they are excited to show us the film. Why do we learn this? Well, imagine you've got a presentation today, and it's going to go absolutely swimmingly because everything you do goes absolutely swimmingly. You've put your heart and soul into the presentation Things are going fantastically. You know you're going to wow. However, even so, do you have the confidence to ask for a drum roll? I don't think that you do. So what do we learn? We learn that 20th Century Fox is a brand that is proud of their product and a brand that values my experience as an audience member. Next. Oh, lordy me. Next, we are hit with royal trumpets. Consciously, we all get a sense of unveiling. Obviously, there's a sense of build-up and anticipation. But what else is being communicated at this moment? We're in a cinema. We are looking at a giant statue that says 20th Century Fox as it stands over a city with lights waving at it as these roaring trumpets kick in. This is saying, look up to us. Look at what we have done and what we have achieved. What you are about to watch costs 350 million US dollars to make. You can't even imagine that much money. So Fox is proud. Fox is powerful. And those trumpets are demanding your attention. It's almost intimidating, which is important in a way because 20th Century Fox has every intention of dominating this moment. Look around you when you're in the cinema. Nobody is whispering to each other right now. Fox is in charge and they're about to take you on a journey. And that is when the violins come in. They add this high register sound. It really brightens things up and it gives those tones of adventure and of magic. And then these two tones compete. They kind of joust against one another. And I love that. That is a microcosm. This, this, this sonic branding is a microcosm of film and of theatre itself. You have this conflict and resolution. The light sounds, the dark sounds, the heavy. There's excitement, there's tension, there's drama, there's competition. And then there's resolution, just as they will in the film that you're probably about to watch. It mirrors this thing. The brand is the product. The product is the brand. Right, and this is exciting now. This is what I'd like to talk about. A sonic identity, a fully formed sonic identity, means that your brand doesn't have sounds associated with it, but that your brand sounds like something. This is going to be complex to explain, but I have a fantastic example. We'll stick with film for this. Oh, yeah. This is, as I'm sure most of you are aware. (laughs) Oh, what films, lordy me. Okay, now, obviously a James Bond song. It screams James Bond. It screams James Bond. We all instantly associate that. But now when we listen to Skyfall... (laughs) 
there it is. That gave me tingles. That was James Bond. I'm going to listen to that again. Oh my goodness. That is the most James Bond noise you'll ever hear. I get this fear. This, oh, oh, I love cinema. I love sound, guys. It's so good. One more time, one more time, one more time. James Bond's sonic branding is incredible. Oh. These songs are two different songs. Why are they both so Bond? That's when you have a sonic identity. Think about this. Think about someone you know really well. This is really interesting. Think about... Oh, all right, think about someone you know really, really well. You think, oh, and then say you have, um, someone else might do something that reminds you of them. You go, oh, that's such a, that's exactly what my dad would say. Oh, my dad would think that exactly. You know that person's identity. You're so familiar with that person and their identity that you can take them out of wherever they are. You can put them in this situation and you can predict how they would react because that, that's the level of, of relationship you have with that identity. James Bond is, has that with their sonic identity. You can hear stuff and you could say James Bond would sound like that. I could play you a song and say to you, doesn't this sound like it could be a James Bond song? And you'll either say yes or you go, no. If I played you uh, some Britney Spears and I say, hey, doesn't this sound like a James Bond song? You'd say, no, it sounds nothing like it because you know James Bond's sonic identity. They, so much so that they can add in something new that has never been a part of it, but it's already a part of it. It's already a part of it because their sonic identity is so strong that a trumpet, a slide, a long tone will evoke Bond. There's a sensation. It's the emotion that makes me think of Bond. It's not, there's no noises. It's, it's the, oh. I've never really appreciated that Skyfall intro like, like that, but Lordy May, that's so special. That's so, that's really powerful sonic branding. Imagine what that's like for a company. That's when, oh my days. If we can do that for brands, we have done them the biggest favor ever. Take care, all of you, and we will be back before long. If you'd like to come on the podcast, do let us know. If you'd like us to cover anything, do let us know. Again, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at We Are Together. Take care, guys.